0: Hey, this is sarah marie and you're listening to the soul of worship are you making a sound podcast here we study the word of god in an effort to get to know him more deeply so we can worship him more authentically soul of worship online bible study community we are currently deep diving into the book of psalms and unlocking the power with prayer and praise to make these studies more readily available, I will also be loading the audio from our weekly lunchtime live recaps to the Soul of Worship podcast. If you'd like to join our Monday night Zoom discussions or get the PDF downloads, you can register at www.soulofworship.com forward slash online Bible study, or you can create a login to the workshop, our online learning portal at soulofworship.com forward slash workshops. Thank you for being here, and I pray that God speaks to you throughout today's class god bless everyone today sarah marie here uh with our lunchtime live bible study recap we are in the psalms good to see everyone who is joining today let me know in the chat that you can hear me see me okay let me know where you're connecting from um also take the time to share this live god bless you god bless you sister angie god bless you brother alicea i see you joining. In here, God bless you, Gidget. God bless you, Rhonda, over on Facebook. Um, good to see you on, and so um I, again, just want to be sure that everything is good. I know last week we had a lot of issues with the connection, but in the name of Jesus, that is not going to happen today. It is going to be um, a beautiful time in the Lord for the glory and honor of God. So let's pray. I'm going to pray and we're going to jump right in. So Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness, God. I thank you, Lord, that you are such an awesome God who gives us the opportunity, Lord, to have breath in our lungs to praise you, Lord, that you've given us strength in our body to be able to, to worship you with all that we have. Lord, we're coming today hungry for your word. We're coming to this lunchtime live, setting aside this time to feast from your word. Your word says that you are the bread of the life. And so, Lord, we are coming to eat your words, Lord. We're coming to be nourished by the scriptures. And Lord, I pray that you would take complete control of this time. Holy Spirit, that you would minister to each and every heart that is gonna be connected here today, Lord. That you would bring revelation to your word, that you would give us fresh understanding and wisdom and knowledge as we dive into your scriptures today, Lord. I pray that you would help us to connect the dots, Lord. That you would help us to um, uh, apply this word to our lives, so that we can grow in our spiritual walk with you, because that is what you want from us. You want us to grow and mature in our spiritual walk with you, God, so that we can understand even deeper levels of your glory. And so, God, once again, I. Pray pray that you would take complete control of this time. Lord, we plead the blood of Jesus over this broadcast. We plead the blood of Jesus over every single person who is listening and connecting in this hour. And we give you glory and honor in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. We pray all things, amen, amen, and amen. Praise God. All right, so we are, as as you all know, we are in the Psalms. We are unlocking the power with prayer and praise. So this is week 13 of our study and we are going to be... um. Talking. Uh, first, I'm do a quick recap of where we left off last time, and then we're gonna jump into today's theme, which is really a subset of like this mini theme within the theme of the Psalms, which is talking about prophetic worship, which is talking about um, just how did we get how did we get to this point in time where David is releasing all of this worship? Is he just someone on his own, or has this been the plan of God from the beginning? And so we're gonna talk about that today. And so this week's theme is Samuel's of prophets and how Samuel played a critical role in the worship that David ends up releasing um, into into the nation right Uh, and then we'll talk about some key takeaways how do we apply this to our lives and the next steps and announcements and at the very end um, also we are going to be um, taking some prayer requests so if you have a prayer request let me know and certainly we can uh, lift that up in the name of Jesus um, okay, so I am just double-checking something here, making sure that we are good to go. All right, just says everything is good, so hopefully that is uh, the case. So quick recap of where we left off. Last time, last week, we were talking about um, how... David was not only a shepherd, not only a giant killer, he was not only a mighty warrior, not only the sweet psalmist and great worshiper of the Lord and king, but he was also a prophet. He, through his worship, released prophecies of things that were to come. He released so much because of his intimacy with the Lord. So because of David's intimacy with the Lord, through his deep worship, David penned songs. He wrote layers that revealed right brought to light the character of God that revealed the heart of God and God's will for us it also revealed the promises that are available for those who trust in him right we rely on these psalms to remind us of the goodness of God to remind us to worship him to remind us of what god's desire is for us in our daily lives and even more profoundly through david's words through the songs that he wrote and released onto the lord we get details of the messiah so again hundreds of years before the messiah is even on the scene david is writing songs about the messiah right and so because of that just like the uh prophets like isaiah and um jeremiah we know that we can kind of put him into the same category because they wrote about the messiah and here we have jesus i mean we have david also writing about jesus through the worship that he released so super powerful um just revelation of that and so the kingdom key that i wanted us to grab onto last week is that This is available to us too, right? If we spend time in God's presence, we will receive revelation right? We will receive understanding. We will receive, and it doesn't have to necessarily be something brand spanking new, but even just revelation of who God is. We get a revelation of his word. We understand his scriptures even better when we spend time there. And as we spend time in intimacy and we receive understanding and the word comes to life in our lives, we can share that Holy Spirit inspired wisdom with others Through our worshipful words, through our worshipful prayers, and through our worshipful songs. And so we too are called to release the sound of heaven. We are called to prophesy with our worship. We are called not to just sing pretty songs because it's pleasant to our ears, but that we sing songs that shift atmospheres, okay? And so that is what we're going to be talking even more about today, and so we're ready to jump right into today's discussion. And so we're going to be talking about Samuel and his band of prophets. So you might be going, wait, I thought we were in the Psalms. So <laughs> why are we going to be focusing on Samuel when we're talking about all of these, you know, scriptures in the Psalms? What is, what's the correlation here? And so as we know, Samuel, known as a prophet, he played a huge role in David's story. God bless you, Sister Nilda. I see you joined in. So Samuel played a huge role in David's story. And I believe that Samuel also likely had an influence over the kinds of prophetic worshiper that David became over time. And so... We can see when we look at the history in the word of God when we read first Samuel when we read second Samuel when we read the new old testament we can see that Samuel was the bridge of transition between a time when everyone did what was right in their own eyes to a united kingdom, right, where Israel and Judah were together in one united kingdom under the leadership of a man after God's own heart, which is David. So there was this transition period. If you read the last verse in the book of Judges, it said, everyone did what was right in their own eyes. And then there comes this time where we got the story of Ruth in there, right? And then we get her Samuel. And so first Samuel, then gives us the historical depiction of what was happening in those days because the people were doing what was right in their own eyes. And the reality is that God was not speaking during this time period anymore because people were doing whatever they wanted to do in their own eyes. God kind of took a step back, right? The the priests were were um were corrupt. The worship in the church was not authentic. And and when I say church, I mean just the community there, right? They didn't have a temple, but even what they were doing in terms of sacrifices was corrupt. The priesthood was not working the way God had designed it because everyone was doing what was right in their own eyes. So Samuel became this much needed shake-up to the people of Israel, this much-needed bridge of transition to where David becomes David. And so in fact, there was a series of historical events that bring about this new era of Davidic worship, okay? And so what we're going to do is we're going to actually jump back to 1 Samuel chapter 1. And we're going to go really higher level because this is, and I want you to bear with me because all of this is going to make sense because it's going to get us where we need to go. But this historical backdrop is going to help us to understand why David was David. Okay. And so we're going to talk about the cry of desperation that shifted a nation. So we're going to go through some history in First Samuel at like a 30,000 view level, right? Not super, super detailed, but enough that I think we're going to be able to grasp what God wants to say to us today. So, let's talk about the story of Hannah because that's how 1 Samuel starts off, right? We got the story of Hannah. Hannah is childless. She's one of the two wives of Elkanah. The other wife Panina, does have children and she's kind of nasty about it, right? She she um she troubles Hannah about it. And so Hannah in their yearly time, they go to Shiloh to worship. Um, and even though the priests were like I said corrupt during this time frame, time frame, she comes, her family comes to worship the Lord. So, she desperately prayed for a son during this time frame, time frame, and she promises to dedicate him to God. And so, Hannah prayed so emotionally and so radically that Eli the priest thought that she was drunk, okay? Now, the word also says that she didn't actually make a sound. Believe it or not. Her sound was kept up inside, but imagine what she, that only her mouth moved, but imagine what she had to have been doing in order for Eli to think that she was drunk. Her prayer was not just, no, her prayer was radical. It probably included her whole body. She was weeping to the Lord. She was bowing down to the Lord. She was crying out to the Lord that even though they could not hear the sound, God heard the sound of her heart. And so Hannah responded to Eli in 1 Samuel chapter 15 And she says, no, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. And because she poured out her soul to the Lord, something that was not a common thing to do, right? Because if it was common, Eli would not have thought it was uncommon, right? But because she poured out her soul, God stepped into the picture. God stepped into the story. God stepped into Hannah's pain, into her misery, and he heard her radical prayer. Now we think about David, we think about the fact that he is someone who worshiped the Lord, you know, radically, you know, unreserved so much so that he got criticism. But in reality, before David was even on the scene, we had Hannah who was doing this. She was pouring her out out to the Lord in a way that people criticized it. However, her desperation led not only to Samuel, this bridge of transition, which we're talking about, but she also got five more children. God gave her exceedingly abundantly more than what she even asked for and an entire shift came for the nation of Israel. And so Hannah's worship, after she prayed radically and the Lord heard her and the Lord remembered her, and now Samuel was born to her after this season of barrenness, Hannah released a powerful prophetic praise. If you read First Samuel chapter 2, you'll see that it details out her entire prayer, okay? It is written in scripture. When a prayer is fully written in scripture, it's because we need to pay attention to what was released in that time of prayer and praise, and you will see that it is fully full of thanksgiving and it is full of praise she is grateful for how god made things right for her how god heard her in the face of her enemies right and the last line is even prophetic in nature at the end of her prayer at the end she says he will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed what She ends her prayer with revelation because you have to remember there is no king yet. There is no anointed one yet, right? This anointed is the same word for Messiah. And so Israel at the time was ruled by judges. There was no formal government. In fact, Samuel is the one that helps transition the nation from a judge uh, rulership to a king because that's what the, the people were asking for. But at this time, when Samuel is a newborn baby, she is speaking a future promise from the Lord, a future promise that he will give a sh- strength to his king, to God's king, and that he will exalt the horn of God's anointed, of his own anointed. And so Anna's experience with God Her experience, even in this desperation, in this great need, and then seeing God move, it allowed her to prophesy that there would be a future king, that there would be an anointed one, that there would be a Messiah who would be strong and exalted. And so this, this aspect also reminds us that nothing is wasted. Nothing that we go through is wasted. During the time of her suffering, the Holy Spirit inspired her to compose a psalm of praise and prophecy. And her prayer, her desperation began the transition to bring righteousness back to Israel and to release prophetic worship. And that prophetic worship started with her, started with Hannah. That's some powerful stuff, isn't it? We don't, we don't always talk about this. This is a, a, a you know, maybe, maybe you didn't know this, but for me, this was like fresh, you know, that I've been studying over the last couple of months about the fact that Hannah, in her desperation, in what looked like barrenness, released something new into the generation. And so Hannah thought she was barren, but God stepped into the scene. Don't you love that? But God, God allowed this temporary season of barrenness to actually propel his purposes over Israel and release the fruit of revelation, right? nothing is by chance that happens in the Word of God nothing is by chance that happens in our lives it is all for a purpose it's all for a purpose I was even talking about this with my daughter this morning or with my kids Matthew was there but you know really my daughter she's nine so she can understand a little bit more because we were reading in Matthew and we were reading chapter one where it gives the lineage and it's you know Abraham but God Isaac and and it goes through the whole thing and she's just like why do I have to read this begot, begot, begot. and I said, Well, because you have to realize that God puts this in scripture so that we can know that every person is, is born. On purpose and for a purpose, that every single person that God knows everybody's name, that God knows why they were to be born and in what order they were to be born, because all of this needed to lead up to Jesus, right? And so all of us are accounted for, and everything is for a purpose. And these perfect 14 generations that lead to this next 14 generations, it was all to bring about God's plan. So At this time where there was again barrenness and if you think about the parallel between there being barrenness in israel as well because first samuel chapter 3 verse 1 says that the word of the lord was rare in those days there was no widespread revelation and so hannah is kind of this depiction of the state of israel she was barren she could have no child Israel was barren because they there was no fruitfulness from the Lord because there was no word of the Lord. The word of the Lord wasn't speaking. There was no widespread revelation of who God was because they were doing what was right in their own eyes. I mean, does that sound like today? Yeah, it does. But her desperation because of her single, her one person in the nation, which shows you that... One person can shift an entire generation. Her desperation led to the birth of Samuel, who was the first prophet since Moses to address the nation to repentance. And so Samuel is the first in a long time to hear the voice of the Lord and to speak for God. That's powerful. So sometimes we think, wow, the world is is in chaos right? Everything is changed. Everything is different. What can I do? What? I'm only one person. But here we have Hannah, who was one person who poured her heart out to the Lord and God used her to shift an entire nation and to bring revelation of God to everyone. So God can use you, God can use me in order to be the one to bring about widespread revelation if we will allow ourselves to come to him in intimacy and to be revealed the word of the Lord, to be revealed the promises so that we can speak for God. I know that's kind of a lot to bring in, and this is just like an intro to get us to where we need to go. But somebody tell me in the chat that you're receiving this. Like, this is making sense. Please give me a heart. Give me something. Let me know that you are understanding what we're, what we're talking about here. Amen? <laughs> yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So now let's talk about Samuel's impact, okay? So Samuel grows in his anointing. So much so that he leads a band of prophets, literally a group of worshiping prophets. And he reestablishes the order of worship, okay? Reestablishes the order of worship. When a nation needs to come back to God, there needs to be a reestablishment of the order of worship. My God. Do I feel the Holy Spirit there in order to bring a nation to repentance in order to bring a nation back to the heart of God? We need to reestablish the order of worship. And so, thank you, Gidget. She said, I totally received this. Amen. And so in his lifetime, in Samuel's lifetime and through his ministry, we see The remarkable instances of the coming of the Holy Spirit upon the prophets and those who encountered the atmosphere that their worship released and that their worship created. The worshiping prophets established an atmosphere that was life changing. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verses five through seven, and I have it up here on the screen. Now, these are the instructions that Samuel gave to Saul as Saul was being chosen to be king, to be the first king, right? The people wanted a king. God said, I'll send you, right? The one who's gonna be the king, this is what you're gonna tell him to do. So Samuel already anointed Saul, but he gave him these further instructions. And he said, after that, you shall come to the hill of God where the Philistine garrison is. And it will happen when you have come there to the city that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with a stringed instrument, a tambourine, a flute, and a harp before them. And they will be prophesying. They'll be prophesying. Then the spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. And let it be when these signs come to you that you do as the occasion demands for God is with you. So again, after Saul's anointing, Samuel tells Saul to pretty much look for his prophetic worship team. He goes, I know where they're at. In fact, this prophetic worship team is over in the hill of God, which is currently occupied by a Philistine garrison, a Philistine garrison. The Philistines are the enemy of God's people. A garrison is is like their their troops set up. And so the prophetic worshipers are out there in enemy territory prophesying the word of the Lord. And they're going to come down and you're going to see them when they're done prophesying in enemy territory. And when you encounter them, you're going to be changed. So there would be this group of prophets prophesying with a number of different instruments. They've got a stringed instrument. They've got a tambourine. They've got a flute. They've got a harp. And of course, they have their voices and they're declaring the word of the Lord. This is why it's important for us to realize that worship creates atmospheres that can go into enemy territory to to, to win battles, but also that it can transform anyone that encounters that type of atmosphere and that music. And prophecy go hand in hand. This is what Samuel established by him being the one who heard the word of the Lord. The first in his time period, in his generation, to hear the word of the Lord again. To restore worship and he realized how important worship was. That he was going to train up more prophets to not only speak the word of the Lord, but to sing unto the Lord. To create music unto the Lord because the music helped them hear God. Their praise helped them hear God. This is powerful stuff. So now to say that they were prophesying doesn't necessarily mean that they were all predicting the future, right? We talked about this last week, the different ways to prophesy. But they were definitely speaking the word of the Lord. And they were worshiping through the word of the Lord. And through the power of the Holy Spirit that was upon them. They were declaring what God was saying in those moments. God, it could have been just saying, I'm holy. I am holy. God is holy. If we just sing God is holy, we are prophesying, we're declaring, we're decreeing that word, that truth of God. And that is basically what we do when we sing. We are declaring the truth of God's word to the sound of a beautiful melody. Sometimes it's beautiful. Sometimes it's more hard, you know, like like tough. Maybe sometimes it's just warfare and you're shouting and you're chanting. But all of that still is is biblical because that is how the Israel won battles was with their sound and so Samuel tells Saul that when he meets these prophetic worshipers when he meets them coming down from that high hill coming down from the hill of God that the spirit of the Lord would come upon him and he would be turned into another man and that is exactly what happens that's exactly what happens to Saul now we know that saul doesn't maintain the spirit of the lord because he did not listen and he grieved the holy spirit the holy spirit departed from him right we know that but in this moment the holy spirit did what the holy spirit needed to do in this moment he turned him into another man he equipped him for the position right and so What Saul needed was Saul needed presence of God. Saul was not necessarily a religious guy. He was a good looking guy. He was a strong man, right? And so he looked like the likely candidate to be king. But these worshiper, these worshiping prophets, they carried the anointing of the Lord. And because they were constantly in a state of worship, they were constantly in this state of prophecy, this constant state of declaring what was on God's heart. For the nation. And so, by Saul meeting them, he too would be anointed by the Spirit and begin to prophesy as well. And so, even though Samuel had just anointed Saul with the physical oil, the real anointing in Saul's life would come by experiencing the presence of God by way of these Spirit filled worshiping prophets. Now, Samuel could have poured a whole gallon of oil on Saul's head. But if the spirit of the Lord did not come upon him, it would mean nothing. He needed presence. And according to Samuel, Saul needed to experience true worship in order to be equipped by the Holy Spirit to fulfill God's call on his life. He needed the Holy Spirit. So that's why Samuel sent Saul there. Now, when we compare this to when Samuel then anointed David, right? Fast forward a few chapters. In 1 Samuel, like I said before, Saul's disobedience caused the spirit of the Lord to depart from him. Samuel was then led to David, a man after his own heart. And upon anointing David... First Samuel chapter 16, 13 says that the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So, you know, I asked the Lord, Lord, why is it that Saul had, was anointed, but didn't receive the spirit of the Lord right away? He had to go into and meet these prophetic worshipers in order to receive the spirit of the Lord. But how come David didn't have to do that? How come David had the spirit of the Lord upon him from day one? And the reason that I got back was David was already a worshiper. David already had a heart that was tender for the Lord. He already knew how to praise God. He already knew who God was. He already worshiped God in the field all by himself, right? He already worshiped the Almighty and was a skillful harp player. Right, and so, because of that, he received the anointing right away. Saul needed a process, Saul needed to experience the presence of the Lord, but David was already in the presence of the Lord, and so when he was anointed, he was already he already had this equipment right in order to be able to hear from the holy Spirit and so and this is you know also a really good example because sometimes we look at people and we're like, "Wow." That person was just came to church yesterday, and God's already using them, and God's already allowing them to speak the word of the Lord. And you know what? I was I came to the Lord fifteen years ago, and I still haven't spoken in tongues, or I still haven't experienced that. You know, we cannot compare timelines in the Lord. God might be able to speed someone up only because they already have experience. You don't know the time that they've already put in in the secret place. You may not know what they've been doing in the secret place. You don't know the process they've already been through. Or maybe you just have to experience God in a couple of more different ways in order for you to be prepared in order to do what God has called you to do. And so, again, it's just their differences um that happened in the body of christ because we're all different and so god works with us where we're at you know does that make sense i hope that makes sense so so even though saul or david did not have to go meet samuel's band of prophets there is a time where he goes there for refuge all right and so again fast forward a couple chapters now saul hates david saul is trying to kill david He is persecuting David and Samuel flees to the band of prophets, okay? So 1 Samuel chapter 19, verses 18 18 to 21 say, so David fled and escaped and went to Samuel at Ramah and told him all that Saul had done to him. And he and Samuel went and stayed in Naoth. Now it was told Saul saying, take note, David is at Naoth in Ramah. Then Saul sent messengers to take David. And when they saw the group of prophets prophesying and Samuel standing as leader over them, the spirit of God came upon the messengers of Saul and they also prophesied. And when Saul was told, he sent other messengers and they prophesied likewise." Then Saul sent messengers again the third time and they prophesied also what? Like what is going on here? Right? You might be like wait a minute. So Here we have David, he went to Samuel at Ramah, okay, and that's where Samuel was the leader over the group or the band of prophets that we, it's the same group of people, right, and it literally says here that Samuel was leader over them, so we know that these same ones that he sent, you know, Saul to are the same ones we're talking about here, and Ramah, that Hebrew word also means height or high place of God, which is the same thing that he told Saul when he first sent him there, he goes, go to the high place, right, so once Saul found out where David was hiding, and he knew this place, Saul didn't go himself, but Saul sends messengers to capture David to kill him. But every time the messengers came to grab David, and again, these messengers, they're like hitmen, okay? So they experienced the power of the Holy Spirit-filled worship, and they started prophesying. This just didn't happen one time. This happened three times. So they likely started releasing spontaneous and inspired praise to God because they encountered an atmosphere of prophetic worship. Suddenly their priorities changed from wanting to harm David to worshiping the God of David. I mean, come on now! Isn't that powerful? Can you imagine what this looked like? That all of a sudden they're trying to plot to get David, but suddenly they're in the presence of the Lord. That they're going, like, whoa! Never mind. Forget what I came here for. Holy is is the Lamb, right? Holy is God. He is Jehovah God. This was a sudden change from hate to love. This was a sudden change, a transformation because of the atmosphere of worship. Guys, I know it feels like I'm yelling at you and I'm sorry. It's just that I get so excited about the power of worship from the Old Testament to the New Testament to this day and age. We can transform the lives of people if we release authentic worship that speaks the truth of who god is this is what fires me up that we can get people who are full of hatred toward christians that we can we can change them if we just focus on lifting up the name of jesus If we just focus on creating atmosphere where God is glorified, if we just speak the word of the Lord and sing to him and worship him and glorify his name and give him the glory that is due his name, God handles the rest. And God protects us in that place. So I've said this a thousand times and I'll say it a thousand times more. Worship is my warfare. The atmosphere of Holy Spirit-filled prophetic worship that those prophetic worshipers were releasing completely annihilated the plans of the enemy. The enemy might try to send hitmen to try to take you out in your life. But when you stay in the shelter of worship, those weapons that are formed against you shall not prosper. I mean, doesn't this give you a visual of what it looks like to be seated at the Lord's prepared table in the presence of our enemies, completely sheltered? David was hiding in the presence of the Lord and in this, in this atmosphere of worship from these prophets who were prophesying and worshiping with their tambourines and their flutes and their stringed instruments, they're a band of prophets. And the enemy comes to try to hurt David and he could see them the enemy could see David David could see the enemy but the enemies could not touch David this is what it looks like to sit at the prepared table in the presence of our enemies my god that is so good that is so so good thank you god that you protect us That you are our shelter. And that worship is the answer for it all. To protect, to defend, it's offense, it's defense, it's everything. And this is why, until my life's mission, my life's message will be worship. Worship, 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 worship. Because every time I look at the word, I can see. I can see that worship is at the center of it all, at the center of protection, at the center of offense, defense, everything that we need is found in worship. My God. Hallelujah. Whew. And so now David spent some time here now, right? We said he didn't have to go there the first time, but now he's spending time here. They sent three different... um, three different messengers, right, to try to kill David. We don't know how long he stayed there. And then Saul actually does come too. Um, I mean, it's, it gets crazy, this whole story. <laughs> but we don't know how long David stayed here in Ramah. But I think it's fair to assume that this time spent under Samuel's leadership likely impacted David in several ways. Imagine these hitmen, <laughs> if even enemies, that were not intentionally seeking the Lord were impacted by the worship atmosphere in Ramah, don't you think that David, somebody who loved to worship God, who loved to seek the face of the Lord would be taken into an even deeper glory of God's presence? If the ones who weren't even seeking God got Hit in the face by the presence of the Lord. Don't you think someone who's hungry for the Lord would be changed and transformed even to a greater degree? In fact, we see in the future in 1 Chronicles, we see that David, when he is king, when he has the authority to create an army, when he has the authority to assemble the worshipers, the Levites, all those who are separated for servants, he separated worshipers in his army that would... And I quote, prophesy with harps, prophesy with stringed instruments, prophesy with symbols. So I can only assume, again, if I put two and two together, that David saw how prophetic worship protected him from the hands of Saul. So he was like, uh, I gotta keep prophetic worshipers in my army at all times. I mean in fact he had 288 worshipers in his army. Read 1st Chronicles chapter 25 and you will see that it is there all listed and at the end it says and in total 288. 288! Talk about a worship team right? And they were part of the army to prophesy with their worship because David knew this was how he was going to fight his battles. David knew that this was how he was going to win the battles. And so that's how we can know that this is how we fight our battles, that this is how we win our battles, when we keep worship as the forefront of of our strategic warfare. It is a weapon of warfare, right? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're god and worship is one of the most powerful i believe because this is what the word tells me right my god and so that is where i wanted to get to today all right how do we apply this to our lives? How do we sit here and study the scripture? Look at how David moved from Hannah to Samuel to Saul to David to create these prophetic worshipers, to create a sound, to create the, these scriptures through David's words that would change an entire atmosphere, generation of people that still is anointed to, sh- to shift atmospheres here today. How do we apply this to our lives? Let me know in the chat what you're taking away from today. Let me know what you're going to apply to your life. I'm gonna take a sip of water because I can, I can use it. <laughs> Let me know in the chat what are you taking away from today? Here are a few things that I hope you remember. Just a couple of reminders. Just like It happened in the Old Testament. It also happened in Acts. Remember when the Holy Spirit fell on the 120 in the upper room, a sound was released. And the sound that was released from their mouth was prophetic in nature because the people said that they heard in their own tongues the wonders of God. They were getting revelation of God in their own languages. Right. So when the Holy Spirit fills a person, a sound has to be released from their mouth. God changes and fills your mouth with his word. Fills your mouth with the truth of who he is. Fills your mouth. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so if we have Holy Spirit in us, what's going to overflow from us is the word of God. That is what should happen. And if you don't have that, That's not what's flowing out of your mouth. Then you can ask God, Lord, fill me up to overflow with the Holy Spirit so that everything that flows out of my mouth can be in spirit and in truth, can be worship that glorifies you. So ask the Holy Spirit to fill you up so that you can begin to declare the word of the Lord. Yes, my sister Nilda in the chat, she said, God sent the counselor. He did. He did. And what's beautiful is that, again, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was very selective, right? It was only on those that God chose, that God anointed. Now the Holy Spirit is available to all children of God, to everyone who believes in the Lord and Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and believes in our heart that we has, that he died and rose again. If you believe in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you have the ability, you have the gift of the Father as a child of God to receive the Holy Spirit. And so if you feel like you're unable to hear from God, then prepare the atmosphere for God to speak. Spend time in worship. Spend time singing. Spend time clapping your hands. Spend time. If you know how to play an instrument, play an instrument. But know that even your vocal cords are instruments unto the Lord. Use your voice as a trumpet. Cry out to God. Worship. Fill your atmosphere with worship. Because I guarantee that if you prepare the atmosphere, that you succumb to the Lord in worship, in prayer, in praise, that God will speak to you he will calm your heart and he will allow you to see him and reveal himself to you in a powerful way gidget says in the in the chat thank you lord for your protection and power over evil yes always make a sound unto the lord for something wonderful to happen from our father son and holy spirit yes and she got all the emojis out for all those instruments praise the lord yes 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 amen and so let worship let praise lead you to revelation by preparing your heart to hear from God. It's the first step. The first step to hear from God is to worship. And I believe that's why Samuel was teaching those prophets. You want to hear from God? You got to release the sound first. You want to hear from God? You got to worship him first. You got to pu- you got to minister to the Lord through your song. And so then you'll hear God. And there's a lot of instances in the Bible. There's a whole chapter in my book called Worship Prepares the Heart to Hear. And it goes into more biblical examples of how this is clear in God's word. But anyway, also don't forget where we started today. Don't forget about Hannah. Her momentary affliction was not wasted. God gave her more than she asked for. And her lifestyle of intimacy had generational impact on an entire nation. So if you're going through some stuff, just say, Lord, help me to not focus on what I got going on right now, but help me to see how this is going to play out in the big, in the grand scheme of things. How is this? What are, you, what are you doing, Lord? It's okay to say that. It's okay to ask God questions. It's not okay. He doesn't want you to complain, right? But you, you can say, Lord, open up my eyes to see your plan, right? Versus being like, God, why are you doing this to me? Right? There's a difference there. But if we just say, Lord, if you would just grant me this one thing, right? Like, Lord, show me what you're doing. Lord, open up my eyes. Open up my eyes to see you. I know you're here, but show me where you're at, right? That's okay. God is okay with you talking to him that way. And then, as I said before, let us release the sound of heaven and believe that God can do it again We are in a generation that does whatever they think is right in their own eyes. But even with your voice and my voice and all of our voices, we can pray and declare and prophesy that God will turn the heart of the nation back to him. Let us declare that turn the heart of our nation back to you, Lord. And my my declaration is that I'm going to keep worshiping until his power is unlocked and that lives are forever changed. That even if someone, God forbid, would try to come into our church to try to harm us, that they would be encountered by the powerful presence of God, that their agenda would be squashed, that their motives would be changed from trying to bring harm to being impacted by the presence of the Lord and that they would receive Jesus instead. Isn't that what the word promises us that we just talked about? It is. So let's keep worshiping until the power of God is unlocked in our lives. Keep worshiping until the power of God is unlocked in your life. Mm. So good. Now I'll leave you with one more verse from the Psalms. Psalms chapter 40 verse 3. a Psalm of David. He said, he has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. Let God put a new song in your mouth. Let the new song bring glory and praise to God. Because when you release the sound that God has put in your heart, that he's put in your mouth, Many are going to see it, they're going to hear it, and they are going to fear the Lord. And they will turn to putting their trust in the Lord. That's why you got to sing. That's why you got to worship. That's why you have to pray. So that others can fear and trust in the Lord. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, because I know that you are speaking and that you are admonishing us and that you are encouraging us and that you are telling us what you want us to do in this hour, Lord. Lord, may we each release the sound that this generation needs to hear, God, that whatever sphere of influence that we have, whether it's directly in our home, whether it's in our neighborhood, whether it's in our town, in our state, in the nation, in the in universe, God, in this entire world, wherever our sphere of influence will take us, God. Lord, that we would release a sound that brings glory to your name, that we would release a sound that unlocks your power, that we would release a sound that squashes the plans of the enemy, that we would release a sound that transforms lives, that we would release a sound in the mighty name of Jesus that brings your your goal, that brings your will into fruition here on earth. Let it be on earth as it is in heaven. Let there be choirs of people proclaiming that you are holy, Lord, in every space and in every place, God. Lord, we thank you and we know that you will continue to empower us and equip us to do your work, God. Because the time is short and you need us to rise up as your worshipers who worship you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name, amen all right so a couple of announcements and reminders and then we'll take some prayer requests so if you have a prayer request please please put it in the chat right now praise the lord um so that we can we can get to it (laughs) also just notice that it is snowing it is snowing out there (laughs) at least here in pennsylvania um when i started this live it was not snowing it is snowing now All right. So our weekly Bible study schedule here at the Soul of Worship Ministry is that we have a Monday night Bible study class on Zoom. So it's a little bit more interactive. We get to share. You know, other people get to speak. It's not just kind of lecture style like this uh, recap is on Wednesdays. And so that's at eight o'clock Eastern time on Zoom. If you want to join that, uh, I would encourage you to register so you can get the Zoom link and all the reminders uh next week we're going to actually jump into psalm 22 which is one of the most powerful messianic psalms written by david quoted by jesus on the cross so clearly super important we're going to be diving deep into psalm 22 uh then on tuesdays i send an email to all those who are registered i send an email with the full pdf download the resources so that you can review them you could Use them. You could teach another Bible study with it. It's there for the you for your use. And I also loaded into the workshop, which is our online learning portal where I have everything saved for all of our Bible studies. Um, and then as long as there's a Monday night Bible study, we have this Wednesday recap, this lunchtime live recap at 12 p.m. Eastern time on Facebook and on Instagram Live. If you're on Instagram, on Facebook, you can see the whole presentation um, with my tiny little picture in the corner. <laughs> And then if you're on Instagram, you see the whole pic. You see me, but you don't see the presentation. So, but if you want to take a look, you can obviously flip flop both both ways. Um, And then on Thursdays, what I do is I take the Facebook Live video, and then I load that to the workshop, the online learning portal. I also load it up into YouTube if you ever want to watch it again or watch a previous week, um, and you prefer just you know the YouTube app. Uh, And I also load into Apple Podcasts just the audio. So for those who may want you know missed it, want to rewatch or just you know listen to it in the car. Disclosure: I'm a little bit behind the last couple of weeks getting the Apple Podcast updated, but I believe it's loaded up until week nine. Um, but I will get to it in the name of Jesus. But definitely, the workshop is always up to date, and YouTube is also always up to date. As I mentioned, if you're not registered for the Bible study, um, I would encourage you to do so at soulofworship.com forward slash online Bible study. Oh, you have to just put your first name in your email. Um, And again, you'll get the Zoom link. You'll get the emails on Tuesday. um, And then I do send just other occasional, uh, you know, just words of encouragement or stuff that are going on. Um, But I don't truly I don't spam. You can definitely get an email on Monday. You're definitely going to get an email on Tuesday. Um, And then maybe once a month or so, I send out another another email. Um, this is what if you're on Facebook you'll see that this is what the workshop online learning portal looks like once you create a login it is like a you know you have to create a login username password Um, and when you're in there you can see the recap video you can get all the downloads not only the whole um, bible study pdf but also I have a bible study journal printable that you could use no pages that you can print out and take notes while you're listening and it's all in the same page and you can also leave comments in there or questions and I can respond to you directly within the work within our online learning portal so i encourage you to go in there and and look around um especially if you've missed a couple of weeks um, or just want to you know dive deeper and a little slower you can pause it because i know i talk fast sometimes (laughs) um and not only does it have the psalms but it has all the bible studies that we've done over the last three years So there's a lot of resources there, especially if you lead other Bible studies or just want to grow even more in your biblical um, knowledge and theology. I would encourage you to to dig deep into the other PDF resources that are in there um, because this is why I do it. I do it so that it's a resource for you to continue to dive deep into the word of God. Amen. If you don't already connect with the Soul of Worship Ministry, I would encourage you to follow on Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, follow on, on podcasts, Apple podcasts or Google podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, go ahead and create that. login to our online learning portal, soulofworship.com forward slash workshop. Or if, even if you just go to soulofworship.com, you'll see a link for it on the homepage. Uh, YouTube, it, the handle is at Ministry. Would love for you to follow. Once I get... Um, I think 100 followers on YouTube, then I can go live on YouTube and then we'll have like everything going on at the same time. So that would be awesome. So if you don't already follow on YouTube, Follow on YouTube so I can unlock that feature. Um, and then if you support the Soul of Worship, if you feel led to support the Soul of Worship ministry um, financially with a gift, you can do so at soulofworship.com forward slash partner. You can give monthly, you can give one time, uh, whatever the Lord puts on your heart, I would definitely uh receive it in the name of jesus all this stuff takes time and resources and so um all those who support i thank you and if you're able to i thank you as well you can also support the ministry shop soulofworshipcom forward slash shop um and there's t-shirts and mugs and books and plenty to um encourage you to continue to worship the lord if you are local i would encourage you to join us for waffles and worship it is on march 11th at 10 a.m it's going to be a great time at pentecostal christian church mission of love we're gonna have a top of your own waffle buffet Think all the fixings and it's gonna be delicious and then after we eat we're gonna do a bible study at uh, chapter in the book worship are you making a sound this is the book that the lord led me to write a couple of years ago um and so he keeps saying keep teaching from it and so here we are. This is what we're going to do. Uh, if you have children, bring them along as well because we're going to have a special Praise Kids class and they are going to be learning about how they can be little revivalists with their sound. And so I would encourage you to bring your kids, um, get your tickets. You can secure your ticket, your seat at soulofworship.com forward slash events. It is a ticketed event because we're using it as a fundraiser for our um, events in the park. And so in the summertime, and you know, there's park fees and you know, food and everything everything else that we try to do to make that a great time in the lord and so it is a fundraiser uh, if you can't make it but you want to sponsor somebody let me know too we can certainly accept that um, and otherwise just join us because it's going to be a fun time speaking of the book if you don't already have a copy i would encourage you to grab one um, you can grab a copy of worship are you making a sound at soulofworship.com forward slash book it is um, a 12-week Bible study journal. It has questions, it tells you scriptures to study, um, question prompts and journal entries. And truly, it is a journey through the scriptures about the power of worship. Um, if you would like some supplemental video material, I also created an online version of the book, um, an online course. Uh, you can find that at soul of forward slash course. And right now, um, even though it does cost me, it costs the ministry to, to load up this course on a monthly basis. I'm giving it away for what any donation, a donation of any amount. And you can get yourself a copy of the book and access to the work, access to the online videos. It's supplemental. And so it no set price, whatever the Lord puts on your heart, you want to give a dollar, give a dollar and you have access to everything. Okay. Um, but you want to give more than that then praise the lord too but either way it's just my heart is to see more people be empowered um with the word of god to know what the bible says about worship and um i've put all these things together and i just want people to use them okay so praise the lord find out more at soul of worship.com forward slash course all right those are all of my announcements for today um I would love to to pray for you. So if anyone has a prayer request, please feel free to put it into the chat. Thank you Sister Nelda. Thank you for your kind words. All glory to God. Um and so feel free to put it in the chat. If not, if you're watching this on a replay, comment. Leave a prayer. Leave, you know, what whatever um whatever the word puts on your heart because we definitely still monitor uh the comments and we certainly want to know lift up any prayer requests that are necessary um but also know that the lord hears you right he promises to hear his children and so um if you pray in the name of jesus you have access to the father and that is what the word says so i would encourage you also to just pray and lift up your requests onto the lord because there's power there right there's power in the name of jesus Um, I do want to pray. Uh, I have a prayer request if you guys can join in with me. I want to pray for my, my dad and my uncle, um, who is currently in ICU, um, in New York. And so my parents are out there right now. Um, and so we, uh, I want to lift them up. All right. So heavenly father lord i come before your presence lord believing and trusting that you hear the prayers of your children and so lord i pray in the name of jesus that you would hear this request lord we're making a request known to you father we're praying for your mercy we're praying for your healing hand to come upon my uncle george lord that you would touch his body right now that you would bring all restoration to his kidneys to his brain to his neurological system to his lungs lord every single aspect of his body that needs healing Lord, I'm praying for you to release your healing virtue upon his body. Have mercy over him right now, Father God. And Lord, I pray for you to bring wisdom to the doctors and for you to bring your that your presence would be felt in that hospital room, Lord, not only by my uncle George, that but, but by his wife, Sonia, and by my parents, Father God, and that Lord, as their children are traveling um, to come see their fathers today, Father God, Lord, I pray that you would keep them safe, that you would be with them, that you would allow this to be a moment that restores family, that restores restores relationship. That is a holy move of God right now, Father God, Lord, you work in mysterious ways. And I believe that you can bring complete healing to this entire family, that you can bring restoration, that you can bring salvation, that you could do everything possible, whatever is needed for this entire family, including their children, God, that you will do it in the mighty name of Jesus and that your will will be done, God. Lord, bring glory to your name. Bring glory to your name. Bring about good from this situation, God. Lord, I believe it, and I trust that you will do so. And we we pray for your strength, and for your peace, and for your comfort to surround all of them right now in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for my sister Gidger, who's coming in agreement right now, Father God, for my uncle's healing, and for the strength over my father and the whole family in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And yes, I come in agreement agreement with sister Nilda, Father God. She's asking for a good turn turnout for the March event, Lord. Yes, I pray that every single person who is meant to be at the the waffles and worship, Father God, Lord, that you would bring them and that it would be a mighty move of God that you would allow your Holy Spirit to fill our time and bless our time and that it would be a life-changing moment because we're going to release worship that brings glory to your name, God, and you're going to open up your scriptures so that we can see and understand more about what your plan is for our lives and what worship is for us lord that the way that you've ordained worship to be a spiritual weapon of warfare and i thank you god in advance for what you're going to do on march 11th god in the mighty mighty name of jesus yes amen thank you for those who came in agreement with me i thank you for joining me today um if anyone has any other need or request please feel free to reach out um I love you all. I thank you for being here with me. And also, I just pray that you would share this live, uh, tag a friend, uh, and that way others can hear the word of the Lord, right? Okay, I love you all. Have a great rest of the day, and I will see you all soon. Amen? Bye, guys are you walking through a season of barrenness? Do you need to stir up spiritual growth in your life? In worship, are you making a sound? Author Sarah Marie Popolo shares praise and worship that will transform your walk with the Lord. You'll gain new insight into the powerful tool God has given you in worship. Walk through this 12-week Bible study and learn how to use your voice to declare God's promises over your life and watch your desert flourish into a garden of praise and triumph. Available at Amazon, your local bookstore, or at Trilogy.tv. As a reminder, this Bible study is available as a PDF download on my online learning portal called The Workshop. To download this study with all of the notes and scripture references, please go to www.soulofworship.com forward workshop and join our community. The link is also in the show notes. All right, that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to follow the Soul of Worship ministry on Instagram and Facebook and join the email newsletter so you never miss out on new Bible study resources and live Bible study and worship events. Find it all on www.soulofworship.com. Until next time, keep on praising.